0: Okay. Hello again, everybody. So we're back. We've been on a little hiatus. Uh, you know, it's been the holidays. And now we're we're going to be back and talk about sort of uh I guess you could say one of the 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 sort of classic COVID <laughs> related films. The pandemic film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like this, uh what's the other one? Contagion and I forget there's there's like another one where like, the the one that's, like, super accurate, where, like, where they go, the woman goes to China, and then she comes back, she's got the virus. Yeah, well, oh, so, yeah, so, Contagion was the one, Outbreak is the one from the 90s. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah,
0: Contagion is the one from the two thousand. that's, like, dead on, dead on what happened, basically, because it's a bat to a pig to a person, you know, they, they like, predicted the future. Uh, huh. Yeah, this is a little different future. So, this uh, film is about Will Smith and a dog, uh, in a post-apocalyptic New York. Um yeah. So what's really to me interesting about this this film is like Will Smith at the peak of his powers, right? Mm. Cuz this is a massive blockbuster film. I mean, this thing had a huge budget. They spent millions. Like there's one shot in this that's like $5 million. Um and they shut down massive parts of New York to shoot what they shot in this movie. Um and it's just Will Smith. I and mean, this is this is the peak of him. It's it's $150 150 million dollar movie that's just Will Smith and it worked
1: mm-hmm.
0: I mean wow <laughs> right oh, and a dog on, too.
1: oh yeah the dog definitely helps out it but it's like it's it works on like a an action movie thriller sort of way and then on just like a human way emotional you know it's it has a lot of things going for it and I feel like sometimes movies when there's just one person and not an ensemble it can be I feel like audiences think it might be kind of boring because you're only staring at the same person for an hour and a half. Um, but I think it gives, I think it's probably a, lo- a really exciting venture for a actor to perform because you, you're not performing on- with anybody else. You have to give it your all. And I thought he did a really good job.
0: Yeah. He, he really like, there's a lot in his shoulders, right? If you just think about this movie, cause it's basically a horror movie. Mm -hmm. It's a big budget horror movie with these kind of zombie vampire uh, things (laughs) as the antagonists. And they look pretty weird uh, in this movie. They, They certainly don't look as good as what we can do now with the kind of the same motion capture technology.
1: Yeah. The, it didn't age very well, which is unfortunate, but I also heard that putting them in makeup made them look kind of silly too. So they were just kind of working with what would have, what would have been best at the time. And at the time, I'm sure in 2007, it looked fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. But it, yeah, it, it hasn't aged that well. There's some shots of like when uh butterfly, the character butterfly, that one is like, yeah. On the table, and she's like hyperventilating, and she's breathing, and there's some close-ups of her face. I feel like she looked the best in those moments.
0: Yeah that that was um, that was for sure pretty pretty good part of the film. Um, there was a, there was definitely a lot of because we don't see them a lot, which is good. We don't see these creatures for a while, and it's just Will Smith, and then we kind of like oh we get told like kind of what these things are slowly. It's revealed to us, which is a pretty good. Thing. Um, yeah, so just, I guess, to get into the plot. So this this film opens and um, we're basically told that, oh, it's this thing. It's like, oh, hey, we cured cancer and this and that. And, you know, it's, it's awesome. We have this new thing. Three years later, it's New York City and there's no one there.
1: Yeah, it seemed Nobody. like a really great thing at the time. You know, hey, we cured cancer, but it turns you into a zombie.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> It turns out the uh, the cure creates something even worse than the illness. Yep. Um, the cure
1: is worse than the disease.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's funny, too. So I, I saw these things. It was uh, they had these pictures of Times Square for New Year's this year in 2020 to 2021. Uh, it didn't look too different. Mm. Uh, it was there was no one there. There was no one there. No. no. <laughs> so it's kind of funny in a kind of macabre way that, you know
1: one of my favorite things is when he's in times square and you see an old poster for, for a Batman versus Superman movie. Oh yeah. That, that gave me chills. I was like, Whoa. Cause there's the whole yeah. thing with the Snyder cut coming out right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, there,
0: hmm. there's some interest. There's a, I saw this thing and there's another one. There is a poster for green lantern. That's oh, I, I didn't,
1: I didn't catch before. that one. There are some good Easter eggs in this movie. There's
0: really the, the, the Batman, the Batman Superman one is like the best. That is mm-hmm. such a, a high level troll where you know people wanted it for forever and this so this movie was supposed to be like 2012 i think
1: i'm pretty sure yeah yeah
0: yeah and we didn't get that for another (laughs) four years
1: still didn't get it still Still didn't get get it yeah yeah
0: so there yeah there's some really fun stuff in this one um yeah so it's new york is deserted we see this car driving through the city and it's Will Smith, and so it's Will Smith hunting deer in a like what was he's in a Mustang? Was yeah, he's in
1: like a Ford Mustang or something like that.
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah. So then, uh, they're 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 dr- riding after these these deer. Um. And you know, this kind of basically gives us a sense of what the terrain is like. There's nothing there. There's all these like ab- abandoned tanks and cars. And moss has grown over like the cityscape. It's totally decrepit. Um, and then we see the deer. One of these deer get attacked by a lion. Mm. And then the lion. Which yeah, this whole thing was very interesting because like it gets attacked by a lion, a lioness. Because the 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 female lions do all the hunting. And then the the dad and some cub come out, and they're all basically going to feed on this deer. And he decides at that point to not. Like kill any of the any of the lions. He just lets them feed and they leave. Yeah, yeah, because they're pretty
1: skinny too. They don't look. I mean, like they're CGI lions, so it's not like yeah. What they don't look that great. But again, it's it probably looked good at the time. But um, yeah, plus like, was he really going to take on like a like even if a lion's like really hungry and skinny, it's still more powerful than you are. <laughs> and yeah, it was a good idea for him to just back off and let him have it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I feel like this is sort of, you know, it's thematically, it's like, you know, he basically lost his family, so he doesn't want to mess up this lion family. Just let them go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is New York City now. Is is it's deer and lions, and it's it's kind of interesting. I I mean, where how would the lions get? I mean, maybe I guess they jumped out of the zoo or something.
1: um i'm I'm assuming eventually, oh. like with society breaking down, maybe they were trying to transport them somewhere else and they got out. you know, it's mm. I mean, eventually animals will find a way out if something if they're hungry enough if they if the opportunity presents itself. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense that there'd be wild animals roaming around everywhere because also it gives you that sense of nature's taking everything back again. Too. Yeah.
0: Life finds a way, right? <laughs>
1: exactly. Life finds a
0: way. <laughs> so what do you think of these scenes of the the desolate New York? How did they look?
1: Oh, I thought they looked really good. You know, like you can definitely tell when they're on a sound stage and when they're not, because they couldn't obviously shut down all of Manhattan. Um I, right. I read that um Will Smith made a public apology to the like the residents of Manhattan being like, I'm really sorry we shut your city down and inconvenienced your lives, basically. Um but no, I thought it looked really cool. Like it was, it was definitely that post society breakdown look that you come to know from movies like this. And it, it looked good.
0: Yeah. I, I, I read some of that stuff too. It seemed like New Yorkers were not happy uh, to see him shutting down, like, like cause they'd shut down a whole street and then shoot on that street. And he said like people were flipping him off or something.
1: <laughs> yeah. People were flipping him off. They were filming him and flipping him off cause it's, Hey, it's Will Smith. But like, I'm, fuck you dude you're you're ruining my day basically um because people in you know studios film in major cities all the time or they replace it with something that looks similar like I know a lot of places film in Toronto because you can make it seem like oh we're in Chicago we're in New York we're in Boston whatever um but they really wanted it seemed like they really wanted that authentic Manhattan feel to it and I feel like they definitely got it (laughs)
0: They definitely got it. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those scenes are pretty impressive um, in terms of the scale.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and yeah, like we were talking about, uh, there's the, the Batman v Superman logo is in Times Square, which is pretty cool. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So like that, but that's a timeline where it's, they're about to get it and then the world ends.
1: <laughs> yeah. I wonder like, was it ever actually released? and <laughs> Like, did people ever actually get to see it? Is there it's- some survivor who's like, I never got to see Batman. Yeah.
0: Superman. Just man, I just really it's going to be such a great movie, man. It sucked. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um yeah, and so then like his watch goes off and the sun is going down so he goes back home basically. He lives in this New York townhouse. Very nice New York townhouse, by the way. Uh and then he like takes some detergent and washes down the steps I guess to make sure they can't tr- the things can't track him.
1: Yeah, was it vinegar he was using? Mm-hmm,
0: I think it was yeah. vinegar
1: or something like that. Something to hide his his scent or, or his trail mm-hmm. or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we just basically see him at home with his dog, Sam. Uh, and they're, like, eating dinner together. Eat your vegetables. Yeah, and just Sam won't eat the vegetables. Like, no, I don't want it.
1: <laughs> I like how the dog, like, pokes at the food with her paw. Like, yeah. I don't want this. Like, Ew yeah but yeah. it's kind of like he's still in dad mode with sam i feel like it's very much a because she was a puppy and he lost his daughter and his wife so this is what he has to care for and he's mm-hmm. he he definitely uses dad language i feel like with her like make sure you eat your vegetables nope now you gotta eat more vegetables tomorrow and i like that moment in the tub with her when he's giving her a bath and she just seems so like put off
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that was great all that stuff is great um with him and the dog um And then, like, so basically night falls and, um, like, everything in this house is steel reinforced. Like, he's got these steel reinforcements on the front door and all the windows. And then he's in the tub with his dog, Sam. And uh, you can hear these creatures outside. Uh, It's pretty pretty scary stuff.
1: Yeah, the creature noises were definitely creepy. Like, they were... I wouldn't want to hear that (laughs) at all. Yeah. Every like
0: night. every 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 night you hear that it's like it makes you go crazy hmm. um, so then we get this flashback and so it's uh, the character is Robert Neville and it's him and his wife and his daughter trying to escape New York um, and they're they're basically like driving somewhere and he's just talking to his wife about like yeah like you know things things are going bad and you guys gotta go Um... And his daughter is in this. is actually played by his actual daughter, Willow. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Like a very young. Like,
1: oh, very young. Willow Smith. Very, very young.
0: young. Yeah. Just kind of, man, time. Whoa. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Makes you feel old. <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 really. Um, and so then he wakes up from the dream. Um, and he, so yeah, basically the dream ends with like a zombie attacking their car or something. Um, but yeah, again, at this point, we haven't seen them at all. We don't know anything about what they're going to look like. Uh, we can just kind of guess they come at night. They're really creepy. They sound really creepy. And we get this really quick shot of one just like face, face, you know, headbutting. Right the yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, he wakes up from the dream. He's working out. He's like doing pull ups and his dog, he puts the dog on a treadmill. Um, and is, so it's September 5th, 2012 is the year in this thing. And so he has this lab at his house and he's doing all these experiments with these animals. So we're like rats. So he's starting with like rats or mice to try and find a cure for the disease. And there's a whole bunch of rats that just don't, you know, it's not working. One of them does sort of seems to be taking to a cure. And so then he's, you know, gonna try and do more experiments. Um, yeah, so this is kind of an interesting setup. So basically this guy's a scientist, right? Um, And he's a scientist stuck on his own, you know, out in the world Mm. by himself. Um, What do you think of him, this character, like what we know at this point about him?
1: Um, I think he's very, because I get the impression he was working on the, I think it's called like the the Crippen um, vaccine or something like that. Um, and he seems kind of regretful that obviously it didn't go very well, but very determined because he, the whole thing throughout the movie is that he keeps like, I need to fix it basically. Cause he feels like it's his fault when it, it really isn't. Um, but no, I, I like his character because he, he's, he is very determined and wants to just like do the right thing. But you're also seeing a scientist who has very limited resources and is trying to work with what he has, which is probably not a lot. It probably looks like a lot. But to him, it's probably it's incredibly limited, and he doesn't have a lot to go with. Um, also, he's got to be trapping rats because we see later that these aren't the fur. This, the one, is it a zombie? Can we call it a zombie?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, zombies probably pretty. They have a yeah. they have a term for him. This, this like dark seekers or something okay. like that.
1: Okay. Yeah, the common. dark seeker. Um, obviously, he's caught dark seekers before. Um, so, and so that's also very limited cause he doesn't have like a team to help him catch yes. them. So he's got to be incredibly careful when he comes to dealing with them, um, because he's so isolated. So yeah, the limited resource thing is, and top of the isolation is just, yeah. I think he's already starting to crack a little bit when we're, when we meet him.
0: Yeah. He has some coping mechanisms. A lot of it, like you said, like he talks to his dog, Sam, like she's a person, you know? Mm-hmm. Like like she's uh his daughter, basically exactly, and it seems like he has a very he has a set routine,
1: yes, a very strict routine that he follows
0: mm-hmm. he has a certain amount of time out outside, and then he spends that you know hunting or you know recreationally or trying to probably find these mice and rats and catch the dark seekers that he can do experiments on.
1: And he includes Sam in his, his whole routine as well, except for when he's down in the basement in his lab, like he makes sure that she doesn't go down there. Cause it's definitely not safe. And plus he wants to keep it very sanitary. So it makes sense that he doesn't want to her down there. Um, but like he puts her on the treadmill too. Like he wants to keep her fit. This is a dog that seems like it's in, she's in her prime. Like when she's at her most uh, athletic her most healthy. Um, So I like that he tries to keep her just as fit, you know, no fat, no. make sure she's got good muscle tone and everything like that. So I like that he also incorporated her. She's not just like a couch potato dog.
0: Yeah, they're like, they're a team.
1: Exactly. They're a (laughs) team. Like one can't function without the other. You know, if something happens to him, something will inherently happen to her. So, or vice versa, because they, towards the end, the middle of the movie, we see how much of a team they really are.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, okay, so then uh, we see him in his sort of daily life. Uh, he go, He's just kind of riding around New York, and then he goes to this video rental store, and he, like, I'm pretty sure, so he set up these mannequins or whatever,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, as if they're people. <laughs> so he set up two mannequins, like, outside of the video rental store, and then he set up a couple of them inside, like, a guy at the counter, <laughs> and then there's this other one, this one with, like, black hair, and he's, like, infatuated with her. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because it's to create like this weird sense of normalcy for him because he calls them by name. He's obviously grown yeah. a little attached in a lot of ways. Because You can see that his like whole demeanor changes when he goes to the video store. Like he's actually excited because and he likes interacting with these mannequins. There's just um, some creepy mannequins, though. Those are some. Re- I don't like mannequins. We get some
0: really creepy moments with these kids. Like yeah. one later on, that's like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, and he has a scenario where he thinks a woman is cute, and that's like a normal normal thing. I also think it's good that he's always trying to rent and watch something different, to yeah. also to keep his mind occupied, maybe to also create create another sense of normalcy.
0: Yeah, there was this other um, part too where it seems like he he like he's playing all these broadcasts from different days on television, mm-hmm. so as if it's the next day.
1: Yep, like uh um, like the today show or something like that
0: yep yeah, yep yeah, yep yeah. um and someone even s- s- I saw this thing where it was almost like he basically took them right out of you know 30 rock <laughs> like he went to 30 rock and took the the hard disk and got the actual recording and you know he's just like play september 5th play september
1: 6th (laughs) exactly i mean i mean he could too. that's the thing like some of the artwork that he has like he has van gogh's like starry night so like maybe he went to a museum and grabbed some art to save it not just to make his apartment look pretty but in some way to preserve it
0: yeah to preserve it yeah um yeah that's a really good thing that you brought up because yeah his whole apartment's just full of all these basically like like um like items or whatever you know he's mm-hmm. got all this stuff that's like very culturally important or historically important or something yeah um, i mean you know he's a guy who's got all of new york city at his fingertips and he can just take <laughs> whatever he wants right so
1: exactly so and it makes sense that because he's a scientist and you know obviously wants to preserve you know important elements of human history and um yeah so
0: yeah, so then we get this other scene where it's him and the the dog are on an aircraft carrier, and he's playing golf or at least practicing his uh, his woods, as it were. Um, and then the dog sees a a deer, and so then they chase after the deer. Uh, and then the dog chases the deer into this dark sort of room or hallway or
1: something. Yeah, and he immediately uh, panics.
0: Like, yeah, he's like, no,
1: don't go in there.
0: So then he has to follow after the dog. um, And we quickly find out that the dark seekers are in there.
1: Yeah. It's like a nest.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, which makes sense, right? Because like, they're just going to, while the sun is out, they're going to go somewhere that's dark. And then once the sun goes down, they're going to come out and do their thing. Uh, And this is, this is like the first really kind of scary moment of the, of the film, like really, really scary. Cause like, it's him, he's in this place. And then he's, he's got this flashlight on his gun, and he kind of turns one way, and he sees uh, just like a dozen, two dozen of them standing in a corner, just huddled together. And yeah, so he's like, he's like really in in it, right, to save his dog.
1: Yeah, and he can't necessarily always have the light shining, so he has to put his hand like over the flashlight that's attached to his gun. Otherwise, he'll give himself away because they're obviously. They're hurt by light. They don't like it. Mm-hmm. So they're going to not react very well to his presence. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a very, very tense scene. This is also another one of those movies that doesn't really have a musical score. So you, it builds the tension because you don't cause like musical cues tend to get an audience ready for like a jump scare or something like that. And when he turns the corner and you just see that, massive bodies just huddled together it's so creepy
0: yeah it's it's super because you're yeah like you said there is no score and so it's just like boom out of the out of nowhere and you're just like oh
1: it's almost better when there's no score because it definitely does help build that tension
0: yeah this this does a great job of building the tension um and so then he finds sam his dog and then he's kind of getting her out and then he basically tells her to run or whatever, because they just gotta run, because he gets, mm-hmm. like, attacked by one of the Dark Seekers. And he's on, like, the third floor of this building, um, and he's basically forced to just jump out the window, because they start running after him. And there's this great shot where he's running, he's running, and then you see one kind of come over his shoulder, like, over his, like, right shoulder or something. and But then he just jumps out the window, and then uh, he falls to the ground, and he's he's able to to make it, and the other one's just kind of it kind of basically they just die from the sun, right?
1: Yeah, the sun exposure really just kind of instantly fries them in a way like you can kind of see it as they're falling that it's already affecting it immediately and he just kind of lays down and dies kind of a thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and this is that's the first time we really see the dark seekers look like. That's yeah. that's the first we see that one out in the sun. Um and yeah, so he narrowly escapes this thing because he had to save his dog cuz without her he just basically go crazy.
1: oh yeah well even at one point when he's in there he's like sam i gotta go like he's like talking to himself like he's considering leaving her but he keeps going like he's not gonna leave her like
0: yeah it's really it's really well done because like at first right the first thing we see is like some blood this massive splatter of blood
1: mm -hmm. and we're like
0: oh is she already dead uh but it's the deer the deer got killed by like one of them basically
1: yeah i'm assuming it got killed and then you kind of see him approaching something that looks similar to a dog's muzzle, but it's really just like the face of the deer as it comes closer into focus. And then I, I think it gets dragged away or something like that.
0: I think a dark, yeah. I think a dark seeker basically takes it, but then that one goes, like there's a stairwell and I think it goes either down or it goes the opposite direction where he's, he needs to go. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And then he keeps falling. Cause yeah, it's, I mean, you know, you'd be like, Hey, might be my dog's already dead, but then he just keeps going deeper and deeper into this thing. Um, yeah, that was a pretty effective scene for sure. Um, yeah, and so then, after that, we see him set a trap for one of the dark seekers. He, like, sets up this thing where um, he's it's basically like a, a snare and, like, a, a weight, um, with this sort of, uh, this black bag so that it, when it gets taken out of the, uh, out into the sun, it won't just die immediately. Yeah. And with some of his blood. So they're, yeah, very vampiric right cuz they 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 want people's blood yeah which is um, something
1: that i was a little vague on like cuz at one point in the movie he says they eat people and they cannibalize and things like that they want blood but how are they how are they if there's no other people around they don't obviously cannibalize themselves right
0: okay. uh, you know they, they might um if they get really desperate but i I suspect that they they feed on animals
1: yeah although that's true because they eat the deer and things like that so that's what Mm -hmm. they go for i just wasn't sure if it was like if one of them's weak and then they pick on the weak one or if because they're obviously trying to bite people because that's how it spreads (laughs) so okay that was just something i was a little vague on because like they obviously already have some kind of community if they're not going after one another which i thought was interesting
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. Um it, it it is a little like they're just sort of like this this force, right? And we just don't there's a lot of things we don't know. Um we don't know, yeah, we don't know what's sustaining them. We all we know is they, they want to kill humans and it seems like they wanna drink the blood of living. Yeah. Yeah, so so he sets this trap. The trap works. Um and one of these interesting things in this is like so he traps this this one, Dark Seeker, and we see one of them just like gets really mad, right? Yeah. The the called the Alpha Dark Seeker he gets like really mad and just like screams at him out the door.
1: Yeah, and uh, he like exposes himself to sunlight. Like he, he, you see his face start burning, and that's the only reason why he goes back in. I thought the jaw extension was a little cartoony because human jaws, zombie or not, don't extend that far, and. I get the screaming part of it, like the screaming. I was like, okay, with because like it's inhuman. They're in pain. They have a virus that that is completely made them feral creatures. Um, they looked rubbery, <laughs> I guess. Is yeah. the way. It looked like putty being stretched, and eh, I didn't. I didn't care for it.
0: <laughs> it reminded me of. Uh, do you remember the mummy, like the the Brendan Fraser? Yeah, mummy?
1: yeah, the mummy when his leg, like, yeah. like. <laughs> Which, like, it's fine because that's, like, supernatural. So, like, I get it. But, like, they're still zombies. They're still, they still have human elements. And the jaw, like, uh, like stretching was just a little yeah. too much. The jawbone doesn't extend that far. It just doesn't.
0: Yeah, these dark seekers, they, I don't know. I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> I don't know what to do with
1: them. No. <laughs> but it's, it is an interesting moment, because even then he's seeing that there might be something changing with them, but he doesn't really want to acknowledge it because he just he thinks does. that they're animals, basically, at that point.
0: Yeah, he doesn't. Um, well, he, we kind of see his psychology of how he views them later. Mm. Um, but yeah, he, he sees them as just animals, basically, just animals. Um, and yeah, he doesn't think anything of them. So yeah, he takes this one, which is like, uh, he, he takes her to the lab. He um, starts experimenting on her, and then we get like another scare kind of thing where it's like he starts doing stuff to her, and she just freaks out, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, that stuff's got kind of cool. Uh, then we see like there, there's oh, you want to say something?
1: Oh, I was just gonna say it. Kind of you, kind of feel bad for her in a moment. You get you get the sense that he feels sympathy or or pity for her because when he sees the tattoo, because I feel like things like that hum- humanize whatever yes. she whatever she is now, it wasn't Mm -hmm. what she always was. And it's, it's kind of, it's a sad moment because she was a person at one point and that tattoo meant something to her, whatever it was. And um, the theme of butterflies like continuously Mm -hmm. pops up, like Sam, like sees one at one point, um, his daughter draws one um, and the tattoo itself Mm -hmm. is pretty significant.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he says that basically she's like 18 year old woman. At this point. Um, yeah. And so, so they, this is a very young person who like, right. Who just like had, you know, your whole life ahead of you. And then you turn into a dark seeking zombie thing.
1: Yeah. It's in that moment where he's probably wondering like, who was she? And did she have plans? Did she have a future? Was she in college? Was she a dropout? Was she a drug addict? It doesn't really matter. It just, it, our brains start wondering things like that. And I think in that moment, he does have like a, a, a pang of sympathy for her. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And then you see, like, we get this sort of shot of his, Uh, he wears this lab coat and it says Lieutenant Colonel Robert Neville virology. So that's, so yeah, he was like, right. He was a, he was, he was a big deal.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Like he, he, he was top brass, like, and virology is the study of viruses, right? That's right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of, yeah. It's just, just watching this again, like, cause there are people like that right mm-hmm. in the world today. And that's, it's what they're doing, right? They're trying to figure out, like they were just trying to figure out how to create a vaccine for this, for COVID. Um, it, it's, yeah.
1: It's, there was a task force. Is a task force. We don't know. Are they even trying at this point?
0: Um, so one of the things too that we get from this scene is so basically um, he he is immune from the disease. He has immunity, complete immunity. Uh, and then he says that animals are immune to To the airborne virus, so so this this thing is crazy. So basically, there's an airborne virus, and then there's also like the zombie part of the virus. So if the zombie bites you, you get like that's that's it. That's a double whammy.
1: (laughs) So is he immune to the airborne one?
0: He's immune to both, I believe. He's immune
1: to both. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, because the lions aren't affected by it, and Sam isn't affected by the airborne one. But she still, they can still be affected if they get bit.
0: Yeah. So if if they if they if they attacked the lion and bit it, it would turn into a uh, zombie, dark seeker, or whatever. No, that, um, <laughs> that would be scary. That would that would be horrific.
1: <laughs> yeah. Super yeah. vampire lion going after. Yeah, him. <laughs> yeah, Thank vampire lion. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah, he's totally immune. Um, but you know, Sam the dog is not. So again, which is why he kind of keeps her out of the lab. Um, so then we get um another flashback. So this is the shot that was like five million dollars. It's them. They're in front of like, I think it's the Brooklyn Brooklyn Bridge. Mm-hmm. And there he's about to send his wife off to his wife and his kid off to um, get on this helicopter to get the hell out of New York. Cause it's, it's New York's over. <laughs> yeah. New York is over. Like that's, that's the only way to put it basically. Um, and so, you know, there's this whole thing where his, him, it's him and his, you know, his daughter, him and his daughter get through, but the wife, they're like, no, they scan her. Yeah, I mean, like, all this stuff is, like, so crazy because, like, this is a real thing, right? The scanning people and stuff. Like, that is is a real thing. Like, that could really happen. Contact
1: tracing, dude. (laughs) Yeah. They, they're talking about it now
0: and then there was this great scene where like there's this woman and she's like oh take my kid take my kid and she's bleeding her face is bleeding she's bleeding out of her eyes
1: yeah her she's like really pale she looks sickly she's yeah she's bleeding out of her eyes and it's just it's really horrible and he like that's when he really throws his like weight around with like this is who I am and you're going to scan her again yeah. and it's fine yeah. but that was I'm, a very very tense moment
0: yeah he's like I'm lieutenant colonel robert neville you scan her again
1: yeah and and that's like that's when that herd mentality or that mass hysteria will really really kick in all it takes is one person to start screaming and raising their voice and everybody freaks out
0: yeah and and as we saw with covid like new york city was like basically one of the worst hit places Mm -hmm. um yeah i mean shit's real like you it really gets bad
1: well, you remember—I don't know if you saw, but there was that video of when the the Red Cross boat like finally got to New York, and it was like it's crazy that it was like they were waiting for a Red Cross boat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's so yeah insane that that is that is something that happened. Like it's, it's yeah. crazy.
0: Yeah, we have to we have to take uh, people and put them on a boat because you don't have enough capacity, Ugh. which is crazy, crazy. It's
1: crazy. It's, it's so horrible.
0: Yeah. Yeah um yeah it's kind of crazy like how how kind of close to reality these things are and you just think oh haha whatever right yeah (laughs) like i'm sure when i saw this when it came out i was like sure sure there'll be people freaking out sure there'll be planes flying and all this it's like not yeah that's there will be the military there will be total chaos there will be panic hysteria it's yeah
1: yeah, because it's sad. Like you can't count on people in a group <laughs> or in a crowd. You can't. like yeah, you know, people, All it takes is one person. That's all it takes.
0: People hoarding toilet paper.
1: Yeah, people were literally hoarding
0: toilet paper. Like literally hoarding toilet paper.
1: Uh,
0: it's almost kind of sad, right? Because like when you think about that.
1: Oh, it's so depressing. Like it's
0: super depressing.
1: Like there were women beating each other up in Walmart. They were knocking old ladies down. They were just calling ahead and buying out all of the stock so nobody else could like.
0: It's it's almost makes you realize it's even worse because this is, you know, something like this, where, I mean, people are just going to kill each other, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, people I are mean, buying just... ammunition, mm-hmm.
1: buying guns, like mm-hmm. didn't gun sales like go through the roof or something like
0: that? <laughs> I'm sure they did. Like but the scare, you know, the, honestly and I I um I saw I forget where I saw this, but like the crazy thing about America is the problem so there, there's, there's these mass people buy a lot of guns, right? The thing that really happens is people they run out of ammunition. There mm. have been multiple times where they ran out of ammo, just ran out, didn't have enough. That's like, that's what you have to stock up on. <laughs> yeah, that's what people say. It's it's crazy. Um, yeah. So so yeah, it's pandemonium. Um, but he's able to get his family into the helicopter, uh, and then his daughter gives him. Oh my
1: God! When she's like, "Sam will protect you," I was like, "I'm gonna this is it." That was the first um, waterworks moment for me. Is when she's like, "Sam will protect you," and she's just this little puppy and
0: this little puppy, yeah. And that I get a little
1: choked up. It it will most likely will happen. I'll probably get choked up.
0: Yeah, well, when we talk about the scene, we'll
1: God damn it.
0: Um. Yeah, that's that's that that dog saves his life Mm -hmm. basically. The dog saved his life.
1: <laughs> no, he's really lucky his daughter gave him that dog. He
0: absolutely. Really absolutely. Like, it's just, yeah, that's a really well done part of the film. Um, yeah, and then we see, like, these these planes shoot missiles into the Brooklyn Bridge. It's like,
1: Yeah, it's like, bad time to do that, guy. <laughs> like, helicopters are still taking off. You couldn't have waited until they gave you the all clear, that all the choppers were clear. And it's like, no, we're just going to blow up the Brooklyn Bridge we're so gonna... we can get out. <laughs>
0: It's like the Dark Knight rises or some shit.
1: Well literally, like we had a superhero trying to stop people from blowing up a bridge and now it's just just do yeah. it. People yeah. we don't want people getting out. So
0: Yeah, yeah. Um cool. Uh so yeah, so then the next day it's his birthday. Uh and then you know, he's does this whole thing where he's like talking to Samantha's like, Oh, don't throw me a surprise party, blah blah blah. Just tell me if you're gonna throw me a party.
1: I promise I'll act surprised.
0: Yeah. So but then he he gets freaked the hell out. Uh he gets a real surprise. So his friend Fred, the mannequin, moved out somewhere in the middle of uh I don't know where that was.
1: I thought it was in front of like Union Station or it was some kind of historical thing he was in front of.
0: Yeah, he was yeah, I think you're right. He was Union Station. He's just out there. And that's that's pretty scary.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right? that was creepy. That was creepy because I was like, "Is there another? Is there like a gang of other immune humans or something like that?" And it was, it was pretty creepy because he Cause... loses his shit. He loses his mind because that's out of his routine. It's out of or it's out of it's it. Th- it'll throw off his entire day. So, and as someone who is a creature of routine, sometimes it's when when one little thing inconveniences your routine, it's like, "What do I do now?"
0: <laughs> There's a lot that would go through your head, right? It's like, um is that a person mm-hmm. is did someone move that thing like what what am I crazy right
1: like with him like he knows there's yeah. nobody else there except the dark seekers and he couldn't possibly yeah. be them
0: <laughs> yeah um yeah because you would you would think like I, I would I if it was me I would think I've I've gone insane this is it this is that point where it breaks you know
1: <laughs> exactly
0: um because yeah, a human can only take so much isolation Right.
1: Exactly. And like, again, it, it it cripples his routine and he you can even tell, like, did he move it? Did he did maybe he did do he it and, he was, and he's just forgetting because yeah. it's all part of the scenario. Maybe he's changing his scenario to be new because
0: um, he, he moved them in the first place. It's not, exactly. like, it's not he, like they were just there before he, he took them from some department store and put them in front of this thing so that he could like talk to them and feel like it was a normal life for him. Exactly. Yeah, but this, this, yeah, this totally freaks him out. So then he like, he's like, he's like "Fred, are you real? Are you? What's going on?" And then he just shoots uh-huh. him, and he just starts shooting up in the air. Uh, and then he sort of inspects it further, and he there's like a little puddle, um, and then he steps in the puddle, and it's a snare. He gets trapped in a snare, um, yep. and so he gets ensnared in this thing, and he's hanging up there until who knows how long. Yeah, he just he gets his head hit on the. On the concrete um and yeah he's like in a bad bad situation like this oh is yeah really
1: bad. well also the the mannequin being moved not only does it throw off his routine but it it also inadvertently makes him lose his um his focus because yes. he gets careless and maybe he because he almost hesitates he almost doesn't step in the puddle Because what would be in there, you know, like he has no reason to think that there would be something in there, but it does definitely make him lose his focus a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, it totally it it was, you know, again, like it's it's an intelligent thing that's doing this.
1: Exactly. Something was watching him. Something knows he interacts Mm -hmm. with this thing and something has seen him do something similar with a snare before and what else has done that
0: <laughs> yeah yeah there's this really interesting moment uh in this scene where like the the mannequin does move it does yeah it does it moves it's like it's like that it's like very slight but uh there's a shot <laughs> it, it, yeah there's a shot where it moves it's like really but it does move it does move
1: oh that's creepy
0: yeah yeah it's really really creepy i know Um, i'm
1: shrouded in darkness right now but my face is really freaking like "Eh."
0: yeah 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 um so yeah that 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 was really well done this whole thing with fred fred Mm -hmm. (laughs) um yeah so then he he's he's stuck in he's stuck in the snare and um basically it's he's stuck there until like nighttime and then he finally comes to and his dog is there with him just trying to basically trying to get him to do something because she's powerless to help him. But he's he's just hanging there in the air. And it's.
1: Sun's going dangerous. down.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. The sun's going down. Um, and so then. He finally comes to. He. Gets out a knife. And he cuts himself down. Like very. Like. Painstakingly. Cuts himself down from this thing. Yeah. And then he falls on another trap. That sticks. It's like a knife that sticks him into his thigh.
1: See I was. At, at first I thought he had stabbed himself by accident because you're falling and you can't mm. you're not really thinking of letting go of the knife necessarily so i thought he yeah. had actually stabbed himself but i guess it was just part of the trap
0: he might he might i'm not sure it, that that might have been um I, I'm, I'm not totally sure um, i feel like
1: it's one of those things that could definitely go either way because if you're yeah. again like he's already disoriented because all that blood's been rushing to his head for who knows how long you know, people make people make accidents and mistakes with knives yeah, all the time. Exactly. <laughs> I've I've seen people do really stupid things with knives <laughs> working at a restaurant, so it makes total sense that he would accidentally yeah. stab
0: himself. Yeah. Falling. Yeah. So so yeah, he's he's in a really bad spot here, and so now he can't even walk. He can't even take the thing out of his thigh. Mm-hmm. So then he's like crawling. He's literally crawling on the ground to get back to his car. Um, and then night. Keeps falling, and then he sees uh, out of the building the alpha <laughs> uh, zombie dude thing <laughs> comes and he out. Got and he's got
1: pets. <laughs>
0: he's got two freaking dogs. Um, yeah, and then he unleashes the dogs on them, and yeah. So then there's this massive fight between you know his dog and the other two dogs. Um, it, this is a pretty oh god sucky yeah. situation, right? Yeah. This dog, basically, Samantha just sacrifices herself to save him, pretty much.
1: She's a good dog. good dog. In movie dog history, this is a very good dog.
0: I was thinking, like, this has to be one of the great movie dogs, right?
1: I feel like someone should make a list. There should be a list of, like, the top 10 or 15, whatever, like, best movie dogs. Yeah. Because, damn, Samantha just is for it.
0: Has to make the top 10. I mean, obviously, there's, like, Lassie, and then there's... Was Beethoven? Um, oh,
1: Beethoven was good.
0: The you know the Dalmatians, Hundred One Dalmatians,
1: or like the uh, the dogs from Babe.
0: Yeah, they the dogs make it dogs from Babe. Good. Yeah. Um, then there's Lady and the Tramp for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this one, this one, the, Samantha's like Samantha's a, Samantha. <laughs> Samantha's a dog you want in the apocalypse.
1: Yes, she is a a, (laughs) a a post. She's a good post post apocalyptic doggy for sure.
0: Like these other dogs, you know they're cute or whatever. Is is Lady from Lady and the Tramp gonna save you from a freaking zombie? well she might bark at him but like she's not gonna save you she's not gonna save you
1: no Um, well plus like you know sam is a a german shepherd they're known for their for their protectiveness you know it's not a a coincidence that she's a german shepherd i feel like i feel like that was a very wise smart choice for that breed um you know high intelligence protectiveness loyalty like they shepherds are very very good dogs um
0: Yeah, it's it's trained to be that type of a dog.
1: Yeah, and I actually read. So I guess two dogs played Sam, and one of them was taken from a shelter like weeks before filming began. That's crazy, right? She like nailed all of her training and everything like that, and that's she was the that's the dog they primarily used because she was just so responsive and wanted to do what she was being told to do, basically. Um, So yeah, I also read that Will Smith really wanted to adopt her, (laughs) and the trainer said no. Which I can't imagine saying no to Will Smith, <laughs> you know, if he's offering to like adopt a dog from me. Like, yeah. that's crazy.
0: Well, the dog is probably, to be honest, pretty valuable. Mm. I think that's a part of it, right? Like a dog that will do what you want. I mean, this has to be a famous dog, right?
1: <laughs> no, got to be a famous dog. Um, like, on, on top of that, she's just like, you can tell he's very present with the dog because working with animals in movies has always been like, it, well, it's a it hasn't. <laughs> hasn't always been safe <laughs> yeah like I feel like it's been a lot it's been made a lot safer for actors and stunt people to work with animals I mean it's a domesticated dog so it's not like working with a real lion or something um but yeah he was he seemed very present with her with everything and the dogs whichever one they were using at the time were very good with him and it was just it was nice to see that, and I like that he takes her training in the movie so seriously because it is life or death. It really, really is, Yeah. yeah which totally. is what the scene shows, and it's so sad. Yeah, <laughs> so,
0: because so so there's two of these dogs, and so he's fighting off the dogs, um, and you know he shoots one of them, and then the second one's like up in his face, and then she intervenes and but gets bit pretty much by the zombie dog. He's able to kill him, but she's she's she gets bit. She's turning, uh, and then he takes her home. And then we get like this. This is it. This is some sad stuff. Uh, he's down there with the dog, and he's singing. <laughs> he's singing Bob Marley to her. Don't worry about a thing. Mm-hmm. And she starts turning into a zombie. Well,
1: it's um, so it's so quick too. Yeah, you know, like it's so quick. It's not like a gradual, slow thing. Like first, her fur comes off, and we already know that the zombies are bald. They're hairless. Yeah. Um, and then he checks her gums and her eyes and it's just, it's too late. Yeah.
0: And then he pretty much just smothers her. And...
1: Oh, that moment when she goes to bite him is yeah. so scary because yeah. she's gone at that point. It's not her anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really sad scene. Um, and he
1: kind of, it seems like he waits until she turns, you know what I mean? Because yeah, 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 he didn't want
0: to kill her.
1: Yeah. He, he waits until she, she's not there anymore. So I guess maybe it's easier for him.
0: Um, this so I, I was looking up. So, this scene it was it was uh voted one of the saddest scenes of all time.
1: Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was bawling my eyes out.
0: Oh my god, it's yeah, it's pretty devastating. It's, it's pretty devastating stuff
1: because it's, it's the last thing, too. You know, it's like it's the last straw, it's the last thing that connects him to his wife and his daughter, and that's it. Like, he's, he goes crazy. I think the dog, in a way, was also keeping him alive, to be honest. Yeah, I think it, it was, was keeping him alive. I think it was giving him a reason because mm-hmm. it's something to take. Have you seen Afterlife with Ricky Gervais? No, I don't
0: think I have. Uh,
1: well, in that his wife passes away of cancer and they had just got, he had just got her a puppy. Uh-huh. Um, and it's a very similar breed. It's a shepherd breed. Um, and the whole, throughout the whole series of the first season, he wants to kill himself, but he doesn't. Because every time he goes, he wants to, the dog intervenes. And it's the only thing keeping him from from, from killing himself and it's you know the healing power of dogs is very 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 strong
0: yeah yeah um so then uh you know sam is gone he goes he buries her and he has this sort of just just a it's, it's like a bad day i guess yeah
1: it's a really bad birthday
0: it's a bad day so he has so then he goes around town again trying to kind of i think he's just trying to just keep himself sane see if he can he like he like he like goes to the video store and then he like talks to the mannequin with the black hair and he's like says hello to her and, and he's
1: like speak to me
0: and then I think at that point after that he's, he's done yeah. so he he, he he pretty much tries to commit suicide
1: yeah he has nothing that. left he hasn't there's no point anymore
0: suicide by and this is again like you know this was this was like the plan of the the dark seeker
1: yep lure him out
0: <laughs> well also make him go crazy you yeah know, kill the kill the either kill him or kill the dog throw him off tell him you know be like i you know i know i know how i can get to you and he you know robert then does that he does this whole thing where he he stays out at night he's in his car he like makes a uh he basically creates a trap for the dark seekers like where they think it's him and they attack it but then it's not him and so then he uh <laughs> he like runs them over his car
1: these are very resilient zombies, too. These are very they are. resilient. They just bounce, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> they do. Yeah, it's, it's like, boing, and then they're, like, uh, like attacking him in the next second.
1: They really are made of rubber. Look, boing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and so then he, they're, like, on a pier or something, and he runs a bunch of them over. They bounce off, and then, like, they just go to town on him in the car. They, like, one of them jumps on a lamppost and then jumps down onto him. Um, and he's got a gun and he's shooting at him, but it's, you know, there's too many. There's like yeah. dozens of them. Uh, and then the car flips over and, uh, the alpha was like about to kill him and then something saves him. Someone saves him. And then she's like, Oh, where, where, where do you live? What are you doing? Blah blah and he gives us the address. And then he, uh, yeah, there's like another flashback. I think in this flashback, actually, this is the one where the, the Brooklyn bridge gets blown up. Uh, not the last one. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Regardless, the they they get on the helicopter. The helicopter goes away. Bridge blows up. He gets the dog. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah he, um, he's like a bunch of people jumping onto another helicopter, and like it forces it to like start spinning.
0: It's yeah, total
1: pandemonium.
0: Uh, believable chaos, right? Yes. Like considering what we know about how the world how the world ends, basically, right?
1: With a bang, not a whimper.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And no toilet paper.
1: And no toilet paper could be found, you know, like it's really crazy. Yeah. People yeah. were really concerned about having the shits for some reason. <laughs> you know. That is
0: that is like the weirdest thing, right? I mean it's it makes sense kind of, that
1: Yeah, it's so kind of lost on me when the toilet paper thing started.
0: Yeah, you know, it, it's really honestly, people just panic, right? Yeah, that's really like that's all you can paper, say.
1: Like canned goods are more important. Like, I mean, yeah, having toilet paper is good, but food, water, like I it just know.
0: shows you, like, like, the human psychology, like, there's nothing rational there. Well, no, because, like,
1: like, oh, those people think they need a lot of toilet paper. I think I need... That means I must not need a lot of toilet paper. They must know something I don't.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because you know what it is, right? Like, so, one person saw someone take, like, 15 of them, right? And then they're like, well, I got to get 16. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, that's, and that's it. Then it's over. Because then, now there's a shortage. And so then you go into that... There's a name for it. Um, I forget exactly what it is, but it's a mentality of when when you see there's a pot of something and people are just grabbing. When you see that, people just grab. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, people don't eat. So like, yeah, they've they've done these experiments like in basically game theory kind of stuff. Um, and the yeah, so they they have they have this. There's if there's like a bowl. Let's say that there is four people and there's a bowl with four dollars. If you just say if you just say go, whoever gets the most whoever goes for it gets the most, people just grab, right? Mm-hmm. You they they showed that the way to get people out of that, you have to create an incentive that allows people to want to cooperate.
1: Mm. So
0: it's like if everyone takes so let's say there's a bowl, there's four people, there's four twenty dollar bills. If you have no rules, people are just gonna grab as many as they can. But if you create a rule where it's like, okay, if everyone takes one, everyone gets an extra. then they'll be rational.
1: (laughs) And then they'll be rational when you get rules. It's like rules work or something like
0: that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, So yeah, I think that's why the toilet paper thing happened. There were no rules and people just freaked out and then people just like, I want to grab as much as I can out of the bowl. Well,
1: I should give it also like because they were telling us not to leave our homes too, like unless you have to for work or something like that. So the chances of going to the grocery store were going to be very limited. So that I, I do understand that part of it, but it was like, again, like.
0: But no one needs to take like 20 things of toilet paper, right? No, like
1: how much are you using? Like, <laughs> Jesus.
0: Because again, it's it's not even about having it to use it. It's just that. Having it. that exactly. It's that mentality. It's the mentality of like, I got to grab as much as I can because mm-hmm. I'm selfish. So yeah. Um, so yeah. So then Robert wakes up the next day. And so he, uh, this is a really interesting scene where like. He sees Anna. It's Anna and Ethan. Um, but then he like when he first looks into the kitchen, he sees his family
1: mm.
0: for like a second. He sees them, and then he's like, "Wait, what?" He does a double take, and he sees these other people. Um And then they kind of, <laughs> you know, it's a little uneasy, right? Because he's he's just had one of those crazy moments, you know.
1: It's a little tense.
0: Yeah, it's because she's Anna's. Like, can I trust this guy? Is he is he crazy?
1: Yeah, is he gonna turn on us? Like,
0: by the way, the the actress who plays Anna, um, what's her name, Alice Braga, uh, one of one of the great actors. I was of uh, she was. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie um, City of God.
1: I haven't. No, I don't think I've seen her in a lot of things.
0: Yeah, so she. I would definitely recommend City of God. It's one of my favorite films of all time. It is very, it's very violent. It is a Brazilian gangster movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, sort of very akin to something like goodfellas uh or like casino the kind of scorsese movies it's very much like that it's like following these very violent gangs in brazil in like the 60s and 70s but she plays this character in that and she was very young in it uh who's like the girlfriend of this i think it's i think she's the girlfriend of the journalist person um but yeah but anyway she's i believe she's brazilian and she's a great actor um very cool um yeah, and so we get some interesting moments between the two of them, right? Because she's very kind of tense. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of have to sit down and they have breakfast. Uh, and then he starts talk- she starts talking about, oh, yeah, yeah, there's this colony in Vermont. Of course it'd be Vermont, right?
1: Of course.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's like, you're crazy. There's no colony. Everyone's dead. Everyone's dead. And he just goes crazy, right?
1: Yeah, he has a little bit of a meltdown. he hasn't been around people in a long time
0: (laughs) like you were saying it's the um it's the guilt right Mm. he's like oh no everyone's dead but i'm gonna fix it
1: exactly it's that he's taking everything on himself but he's just he's just one person and he hasn't even really given it any thought that other people who might also have survived might be trying to do the same thing that he's doing he, yeah. because he is so isolated in his mind, he is the only person left now. Yeah. And that's a lot of, that's a huge burden for one person to, to carry around. Yeah. On top of the fact that he does feel responsible, he, he put his family in that helicopter and look what happened. Yeah. He brought, yeah, he yeah. thought Sam was safe with him and she wasn't. But yeah. that's not his fault. It's the elements that surrounded it, it's the circumstance. Like there was no way that he could have kept Sam 100% safe.
0: Yeah. Sam's a dog.
1: Exactly, and in the end, Sam was the one who kept him completely safe. Like you know, like so, it's just that guilt keeps mounting, so he feels responsible for everyone he cared about being dead. Uh,
0: what'd you think of the the Shrek scene?
1: Oh, I thought it was sweet. <laughs> I thought it was really sweet. As like, I come from a family who loves movies, and we will do exactly what he did while watching a movie. Like we'll just start going along with it as if we're in it. Um, and I thought it was cute. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that was was a a nice one. Um, And then, yeah, we get a whole bunch of, like, kind of sweet, nice stuff. Like, he kind of calms down a little bit. Um, And then they talk about Bob Marley. And, you know, he's really into Bob Marley. He named his daughter Marley. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he's talking about this, you know, he just loves Bob Marley. He just talks about all, he sings these different songs and stuff. Um, But then we get to this point where the two of them have a very, Big difference
1: of opinions. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> this will be fun to talk about. So Anna says, oh, well, God told me to find you. At um, that
1: point in the movie, I thought she was going to be crazy. I thought she was going to be like a, a genuine, like crazy person who's just like. Like a Jesus her. freak kind of. Exactly. Like,
0: like. Like culty kind of shit. Yeah. But
1: she's not. She's just a woman who has a faith, you know, and that's what she's been clinging to. He's been clinging to science to try and save everyone. And she's been clinging to yeah. her faith because that's all she really has
0: yeah 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 um and one other thing that i kind of forgot to mention so like we at the beginning we see him he part of his daily routine is he he sends out this signal this message hey i'm robert neville i'm here uh meet me at this place at this time um and anna even says oh yeah we're at the pier or whatever and we stayed like, we're there like all day but you never came because he was on the suicide pact mm-hmm. basically <laughs> um and then yeah, this is a really interesting conversation because he's like, No, you didn't come because of God. I, I sent <laughs> I sent a signal and then you heard that.
1: Exactly. She's like, Oh, but God had me turn on the radio that day or something. And it's
0: yeah, like, yeah. And 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 she's like, No, there is a colony. He's like, How do you know there's a colony? I just know. <laughs> I just know. She's
1: going on faith. He oh, yeah. needs proof. And again, that shows the the very stark difference is that she's just going on faith.
0: Yeah. Let me see if I can pull up. He has this great he mm. says this thing. The next thing he says is just like
1: it's brutal. It's so dev yeah, it's so devastating. And it's so
0: But also it's right, it's from like a scientific
1: it's, it's true. It's 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 facts and it's cold and it's mean and it's it's hard and it's a big pill to swallow.
0: Yeah, where let me see if I could find it. Oh yeah. Let me tell you about God's plan. There were seven billion people on Earth when the infection hit. KV had a ninety percent kill rate. That's five uh, 0.4 billion people dead they crashed and bled out dead less than one percent immunity that left 12 million healthy people like you and me and Heath. the other 588 uh, 8 million turned into dark seekers and then they got hungry and they killed and fed on everybody everybody every single person that you or i has ever known is dead dead there is no god
1: <laughs> well also it adds that survivor guilt too like i'm immune why am i immune you know what exactly I, I, yeah there's so much guilt you know like why were we immune to this and everybody else we care about isn't
0: i think you really sold this moment very well mm. because yes. there's a lot built up and it's all his insecurities basic
1: and maybe he can't fix it because against those numbers can he really do it by himself you know what i mean like that's what he has in the back of his mind every time he tries a new um serum or a new vaccine yeah He's, he has all of these numbers that are against him. He has the the yeah. math is literally telling him no.
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought this I thought this um this this scene definitely worked. Um
1: oh, Yeah, and it hurts her. It hurts her bad. <laughs> but it's it's again facts and science are mean and cruel sometimes, but only because it's true, <laughs> not because they they want to be. And Totally and you do know that he is kind of, he is a man of faith because before he put his, his family on the helicopter, they pray.
0: They do pray. They pray.
1: <laughs> they pray so he, he lost, that's also something he lost. He lost his faith, Ugh, which that's, that, that hurts, dude.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, when you see your family die and, you know, like the whole world's like, like it's, you know, what's good about this is like, he can see the scope of it. Billy, like a billion people, like. That's a lot of fucking people. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So like, that's gonna that's gonna change your conception of reality.
1: Oh yeah, for right sure. Time.
0: Uh. So then the dark seekers tracked them to his house because Anna did you know put down the, the Lysol or whatever the the <laughs> the vinegar. Um,
1: um. They also went there at night too. Yeah.
0: So they were able to
1: see. They were able to track them and everything like that. Because again, she's not accustomed to his routine. She's not accustomed to this environment because Dark Seekers might be different from where she came from as opposed to how they're hiding now. Um, so it's she, she, Anna kind of fucked up.
0: <laughs> yeah. She, <laughs> she didn't did. mean to. She didn't yeah. mean to. Yeah. She didn't know. Um, yeah. And so then we get this crazy scene. So, like, he, he's, uh, they come for the townhouse. He, but he's, he's, he has a plan. So he had these explosives rigged. And so then he lets them lets them loose and kills a bunch of them. Um, but they're able to you know then break the barriers, and then, then this this scene gets really crazy, right? So then there's they, like there's dark seekers in the hallway, and he's he's trying to shoot at him. Then another one breaks through the ceiling and is threatening uh, Anna and Ethan, and he has to like fight fight his fight through them and Um, all
1: those works of art (laughs) i was thinking about that too i'm like oh that sucks
0: yeah they're just gonna destroy everything yeah um yeah what'd you think did did this scene work for you because they're trying to sort of build some suspense a couple yeah at that
1: point you know it's just overrun you know the termites have been have infested everything you know they're they're in the house there's no way of getting out like it's not like townhouses from what i understand have back doors or anything like that um maybe there's a fire escape, but these are like sometimes these are row houses which are like literally like one right like they're all like connected to each other so yeah there's really nowhere for them to go except to try and make some kind of a stand somewhere
0: yeah so they make their stand in the lab they get into the lab but then the dark seekers even still going into the lab
1: Oh yeah, they um, bust down that door like it's in, like paper. Yeah. Like oh no, we'll be fine. Boom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so then we get so this this there's a couple different versions of the ending. Um, so in I, I'm pretty sure the version we both watched. So this one, so they get down there, they see that the dark seeker has actually been cured. This this the woman, uh, and so yeah, she's like back to health or whatever. Uh, but the, the Dark Seeker don't care at all. They're like, yeah. busting down. and he's like trying to plead with them, like, I could I carry you, I could help you. And it's like, dude, they don't.
1: Well, no, because at this point he's trying to plead to whatever intelligence. Because at one point in the movie, he's walking around the city with Anna and he's going back to where he got caught. And he's like, This is my snare. This is the same exact technique that I used to trap yeah. the Dark Seeker. It can't, it couldn't have known to recreate it. You know, he's try. his mind is really struggling with the fact that this thing, there is a consciousness, there is an intelligence there, however primitive it might have been, or de-evolved, um, there's something there that figured it out. It's very, it's very primordial. It's very primitive in the sense of primates, watching humans and studying them and then copying them. And it did, it copied exactly what it did. He turned it around on him at a more horrifying way but it Mm -hmm. figured it out and i think that's when in the lab when he's trying to plead his case to them basically he's trying to break through to that intelligence that's lurking there just below the surface
0: and he never sees them really as human like there's a scene uh earlier where it's him and anna were looking at the woman and anna calls it her and he calls them it It. yep he just doesn't see them as anything and like not human from them yeah He's and totally she, kind
1: of, she kind of seems kind of horrified when she sees all the pictures on the wall <laughs>
0: like he's killed so many of them. Point,
1: well, at that point it's almost like a mad scientist moment, you know what I mean? Like it, there's some elements of a mad scientist there because there's just hundreds of these pictures of these dead dark seekers that he's just been experimenting on and she still sees them as People because I wonder if it's because she was more on the ground level of things. Because she said she worked for their not the Red Cross, but she worked for some kind of organization that was on the ground floor of everything. She was seeing these people deteriorate, you know what I mean? Yeah. He was seeing it under a microscope,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. He saw it, yeah. He's, he's definitely like he's disassociated, yeah. He's killed dozens, of-
1: <laughs> yeah. So there is that moment where she's kind of like, You're Whoa, kinda right? crazy,
0: <laughs> yeah, he's a bit crazy. Um, but yeah, so then in this, so like the, the then the alpha shows up and he like bangs on the window and he makes this kind of butterfly symbol, and then he's like, oh, he wants her back.
1: <laughs> yeah. So oh, this all started after I kidnapped his mate.
0: Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Whoops. So Sorry. then he he brings her back. He gives her back to the alpha dude, and uh, they then they just bounce. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they have like this really like tender moment where she they like recognize each other so mm-hmm. there's memory so there is you know friendship or family or mate association with one another and he just feels so bad because he like his family got torn apart and died and everything and then he just mm-hmm. did the same thing
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly. you know
1: why would you spare the lion
0: <laughs> yeah but not the but not dark seeker
1: but not the dark seeker who is very similar to an animal at this point, you know.
0: Totally. Um. And yeah. And so then they they leave, and uh, then he, him, and Anna and Ethan, they go off on their journey to, I guess, try and find this colony. Um. And that's the movie. Um, I
1: almost wish you and I had watched different endings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just to have like a different take on it and stuff, because from what I understand, he blows everything up in the alternate and the in the in the theatrical release, right?
0: Yeah, that's like the that hell's the thing that I saw. Like, I saw this when it came out. And yeah, he uh, basically the, the Dark Seekers are going to get in, and there's no. But they, yeah, Anna and uh, Ethan escape out the back. Oh, there's so some they do have a back door. <laughs> there's some back door, and they get out of it. And he, yeah, he, he blows up a bomb and kills him. And then I believe that, I don't know if this is an alternate ending, but I think that's part of the, the that ending. You see Anna and Ethan get to the colony and they have his blood and they're like, Oh yeah, you know, blah blah blah. Um basically that's how they get the, the I am legend thing. It's like, oh yeah, he's, he was a legend and he sacrificed himself and he found the cure. Very different again from the book. Uh but yeah that was the other ending was he blows himself up and he sacrifices himself.
1: Yeah I wouldn't have been happy with that ending. <laughs> <Not really. laughs> I prefer the alternate ending where they they leave because that's it's more hopeful. Honestly, it's a happier ending, and he finally lets New York go. He lets. Yeah, it go. he
0: needs to let New York go. Yes. Yeah, because they're they're driving on the bridge. They're just they're out, they
1: out yeah, I Europe. thought they blew up the bridges though. Well, I'm sure there's more than one bridge.
0: <laughs> I, I'm I'm guessing they took uh the the George. Will they take the George Washington Bridge? I don't know right? about
1: New York City, so I'm the wrong person. That
0: <laughs> I've actually driven on the George Washington Bridge, and it's uh. Yeah, it sucks. Um, I've,
1: I've driven on a bridge out of Queens. I have no idea. I honestly have no idea.
0: Yeah, I think I think that was the George Washington Bridge, because they would go because you gotta yeah, it's getting out of New York is like crazy. Cause I think you gotta go like this.
1: Yeah, it wasn't fun like when I was driving out of Queens. It was terrible. It was so awful.
0: Driving in New York in general is just like a bad idea, pretty much. Um, I don't
1: recommend it. <laughs> I don't recommend
0: it. Yeah. So yeah, those were the two endings. So yeah, you like the happy ending, happier ending.
1: Um, yeah, it's just because he deserves it, man. Like he just deserves it at that point. Like, yeah, he he deserves a happy ending, not just for me and an, as an audience member, but just the character himself. Like, leave New York behind, let it go. New York is lost. New York yeah, can't New York be saved. Lost.
0: Like, yeah, yeah, and because he has this whole thing, he's like, oh, I'm not, I can't leave. This is Ground Zero. This is my site. Is my
1: site, yeah. I mm-hmm. have to stay. Or it's, he's still in that like job mentality yeah, of like I'm like, assigned right. here. I need to work here. I need to stay here. Also, it's where his family was. It's where he raised his family and made memories and stuff. But
0: it's like, dude, you're not a new lieutenant colonel anymore. Like this is the apocalypse. Exactly. Yeah, it's you and the deer and the lion and some some other people. Like no, yeah, it's over. So do you want to discuss the the book ending or do you want to?
1: No. Yeah. Tell me what the book ending okay. is. I want to know.
0: So the book. The book is man this is this is a really one of the great plot twists in all of sci-fi so yeah he's going around killing he but in the book he's they're basically vampires and he's killing them okay. he kills them that's what he does he's not even trying to like cure them or any of this i don't i don't believe so i think he's, he's just killing them and but he's trying to find a way to like basically restart civilization and he's killing them he's killing him he's, he's killing them and then finally they catch him and he realizes that um they have created an alternative civilization, the vampires, and he's basically like, like, like a demon. He's he's the thing that you're afraid of. You, he, yeah. He's the <laughs> like, bad guy. He's the bad guy. He is the bad guy. Yeah, he's the bad guy. And so, and and that's why they, That's why it's I am Legend. <laughs> I am the legend that you tell. Hey, kids, don't go out in the day, or else this thing will kill you. And at the end of the book, they they kill him. They kill. They catch him and they kill him, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. It's totally, and what's so crazy is they've there's no interpretation of the story where they go there. They never go there. They just never go wow. there. But I, that's so much more interesting, right? On a lot of levels.
1: That's one hell of a plot twist.
0: Yeah, it's, it, it is one of the great plot twists of all oh sci-fi. I
1: can't wait for my sister to finish reading that so she can tell me that. <laughs> that's going to blow her mind. That is crazy. Well, because we're supposed to root for the hero. You know what I mean? Like, why would-
0: human, right? He's human like us. Exactly. They they touch on some of the same things. Again, it's a guy who can't get over it. Like that's this character in in this movie. He, he needs to get over it. He needs to just say, okay, I got to move on. I failed this. I can't restart civilization on my own. I just need to, you know, let it go.
1: Move on, dude. Like it's lost. Like yeah, you have to admit when you've lost sometimes.
0: Yeah. Even um, if it's the end
1: of civilization.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So how was the what would you rate the scariness level?
1: Mm, that's the thing. Besides the, the creepy sounds that we first hear when he's in the bathtub in the beginning of the movie, I thought that was really creepy. The scene when he's in the dark trying to find Sam, um, still kind of in the beginning of the film, I thought was scary. As soon as they came out into the light, I didn't find them that scary anymore. Yeah.
0: They're I mean, very... they're,
1: they're different kind of zombies because they're coordinated and they are intelligent to an extent. They're not just like walking dead zombies, which I think is terrible. Um, mm. But no, I thought I thought that was scary to think that they are faster, strong. They have inhuman strength, um, and they come at night like that's people tons of people are scared of the dark. But overall, they just look like they just look like rubber bands with faces. like it was I, that, that I can't get over how dumb that extending jaw looked. It just looks so bad to me.
0: That was that was very yeah. <laughs>
1: the human jaw does not extend that far, ah! like it goes down his neck, like it just
0: yells yeah, like down to here.
1: Yeah, like I like the deterioration of like their teeth and like the redness in their eyes. There's no color to their face. Um, they look sick. That's what I liked is that they did look sick. Um, but yeah, other than like the the close-ups of the the butterfly alpha female zombie, um, I didn't I didn't think it looked that good.
0: Yeah. Um That's why I kind of like, like all this stuff at the beginning before we really see him. Yeah. Even, even in that, that scene, you know, where he goes to save Sam, we don't really see them until no. he jumps out the window.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And it just, it didn't, I thought that the, maybe the payoff in 2007 was good, but it's not, it's not the movie's fault. It didn't age well. You know what I mean? Like, cause we've mm-hmm. talked about before, like film visual effects literally evolve overnight new teams from different movies will create a new way of doing something with every new feature film that requires it. So it's not the movie's fault, but I didn't find them that scary towards the end.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah. How'd you feel about uh, the Will Smith performance? Do you think that he really? Oh yeah. He was great.
1: Yeah. He was great. Um, It's not normally something that I feel like he, he's, he's doing more of these movies now. I feel like, um, but yeah, I thought he was really good, especially that speech when he's having his argument with Anna. Like that was very, very good.
0: Yeah, that was that was like sort of the crux of that of his character for sure. Um, cool. Yeah. Did you have any uh I guess parting thoughts, any any last things about this film?
1: Uh not really, except that I kinda wanna watch more Will Smith movies now. <laughs> like I've yeah. seen like some of the good ones, but um like I still love him in Independence Day. I love him in that movie. Yeah, um, what is that one movie he did with his son that's supposed to be really bad?
0: Ooh, After Earth. Yeah,
1: I kind of want to watch that.
0: It's a Shyamalan movie.
1: It is. Uh huh. I don't <laughs> know Shyamalan did that.
0: That was nice. that was basically the end for Shyamalan when he did. I believe that was the film he did that, and he also did Avatar: The Last oh. Airbender. Those two things like put him in jail.
1: You're in, so so in, in jail. Drink. You're gonna go hang out with Mel Gibson for a while and think about what you did. Yeah.
0: That put him into well, I think it was basically three actually. I think I think the one that those two so those two, they were like, Okay, we're never gonna give you a budget over whatever, fifty million. Then he did Lady in the Water <laughs> Then he did Lady in the Water too, and then they're like, Okay, we're done with we're done with it.
1: He's redeeming yeah. himself a little bit, you know.
0: Oh big time, yeah. I mean he's he's made a big comeback. He just finished another film, uh like he finished, I believe it was in December. Uh, this movie called Old, so that'll come out this year. He's got a TV show on uh, Apple uh, Servant, which I like. I watch it. Uh, I, but you know, unfortunately, everyone you have to like. No one has Apple TV.
1: <laughs> like, yeah. No one.
0: No one has. So no one watches it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know we don't. Um, yeah. Alexa, turn on the main light. Okay, she's not listening. Oh, oh she listened. Go. That that's not even that much better. Um. <laughs>
0: Yeah. After of, that's 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 that's, that's that's yeah you know yeah that's that's definitely a curious watch. Um,
1: because I like watching movies that piss people off.
0: Have you seen the movie called I think it's Focus? Is this movie he did with Margot Robbie? No. Yeah, he plays like I think a con artist or something like that. It's kind of like a matchstick men kind of thing. Hmm. Uh And Margot Robbie, it's it's a it's a it's one of those gang of you know gang of thieves kind of movies.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's an good. interesting. I feel like a lot of movies came out in 2020.
0: Oh, what kind of movies
1: like heist movies almost like six underground came out. Um, or maybe not necessarily heist movies, but like group ensemble movies. Um, so there was six underground, there was the old guard there. I feel like there was a couple of others. I loved the old guard. It was
0: so good. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. You did a review of it, right?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, it's basically Highlander, Mm -hmm. but it's fine because it's still, it's still fun.
0: Yeah. It's Highlander with that cool axe that, uh,
1: Charlize I has Get rid of the bow and arrow. I'm over it. Give me more axes.
0: Uh, that axe should have been more in that movie. I. Oh, think. Yeah. I she should have. There was, was there.
1: It was the most underused character in the film. <laughs>
0: Remember that fight at the church? She should have been killing them with the axe.
1: Yeah, but she also looks great with a gun, like Charlize Theron. She does. No wrong. Like there was even like a. I was watching. Maybe it was like the third or fourth season of Buffy, and there is a Charlize Theron reference where they're just like, I think a girl's just like. Oh yeah, Charlize Theron is everything, and I was like, even then, like Charlize Theron was great. Well,
0: she was very big in the '90s. Uh, oh, she 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 blew up like I feel like she blew up immediately. Oh basically. yeah, because because like she was in, um, was it the the Devil's Advocate? She was in that in like '90 was that '95 or something?
1: Oh, and from there it was just like, yeah
0: yeah she was huge. Yeah. Right, I follow her on <laughs>
1: Instagram. That's how much I love her. Is that I don't I don't follow a lot of celebrities on Instagram, but I will follow Charlize Theron anywhere. Yeah,
0: She's a superstar. Right. Um, yeah. Did you like Six Underground? Could you I I I've never finished that movie.
1: I enjoyed it. It was okay. very long. It was very, very long. But and it's Ryan Reynolds playing himself at this point. You know what I mean? He's basically Deadpool, but not um it was entertaining. It was it's definitely an entertaining movie. And there's parts of it where you're just like, oh my god, that just happened, and then it's really funny at times. Um but I liked it. Oh, and there was that another one with Chris Hemsworth.
0: Oh, Extraction.
1: Extraction was really good because it had that escape from New York fi- feel that I I really love movies like that.
0: Yeah, that was a cool one.
1: I really enjoyed Extraction. I thought that was that that one was probably one of my favorites, even though it's not really an ensemble. He still has like a team that's trying to get him out, so I kind of count it in that 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 field, but um, or that genre. But um, that one was pretty good.
0: So those are your 2020 favorites. <laughs>
1: I watched a lot of action movies in twenty twenty. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I don't think so. I really want to see Antlers.
0: I do too, yeah. Um that was another casualty, COVID casualty. Mm. Unfortunately. Um there's I you know, I've I've watched a lot. There's there's a couple things I still want to watch. Uh some of the indie stuff, you know. Uh those are the things that I'm trying to get after. Mm. But Soul Soul was really good. Um
1: Was that the that. new Pixar one?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that w- that film was really good. I saw Wonder Woman. That was divisive.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm still not sure if...
0: I, Probably the best way to put it.
1: I, w- I still don't know if I want to see Wonder Woman too. I really liked the first one besides the ending, which I didn't care for. I didn't yeah. like the ending. Um,
0: yeah, no, the ending really kind of like... I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, okay, that that CGI villain thing was trash it's like
1: wow i'm watching a scene from a computer game (laughs)
0: yeah um and it kind of it kind of made soured me on the other things that were good about it but there's a lot of good until they get to that
1: oh yeah there's so much good until they get to that moment with you know david Thule's cgi head on top of a muscular (laughs) dwayne the rock johnson body which is so unbelievably bad (laughs) it's just so unnecessary right you're telling me remus lupin is a bodybuilder all of a
0: sudden? <laughs> yeah, they they found some great dude. <laughs> they put his head on. Him.
1: They literally right. just put his head on another person's body, and I was so <laughs> unimpressed. I'm like, this is so stupid. You just spent more money. <laughs> That's all you did. You just spent more money when you could have just hired one person. Like,
0: yeah, exactly. I, I felt the same <laughs> way about like the end of Black Panther. It's like, okay, then we get we get this cool stuff, like all this like kind of intelligent, interesting stuff. So- oh, and then it's like two computer animation things fighting each other.
1: Yeah, still a good movie. I still like Black Panther, but oh yeah, yeah. It's like the ending just isn't as good as the first. Like the third act just can't can't top the first two. It's, yeah. they, they try too hard. What, one of the things I loved about Wonder Woman was her her vulnerability, her kindness. She's so nice. <laughs> it's, it's so refreshing because sometimes you see heroines and they have to be really they have to be really hard and they have. They're to be-
0: overly tough.
1: They're overly tough and they can't be vulnerable because girls in action scenarios have to be Mm -hmm. stone cold badasses or something like that. While wearing leather pants and doing (laughs) jujitsu. Which is what Buffy is. Buffy has an incredibly difficult time being vulnerable. Which is part of her own character. But then you have this Wonder Woman character who is totally fine with being vulnerable. She has no issue with it whatsoever. And she's so... uh, unfairly kind she makes everyone look bad
0: yeah yeah and you know there's been some some stuff uh with uh what patty Jenkins and she like I, I she's just sort of on a, a festivist tour and she just said oh yeah that that part <laughs> she literally was like oh yeah the thing at the end of uh, Wonder Woman they made me do it and I didn't want to do it and I and then people yeah for real, she said that <laughs> and she, she was like you know and then people hate that hate that part of the movie and I'm like well, they made me do it. Like, what the hell?
1: <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all yeah. because it seems like something a studio would make a director do because it's so it's so formulaic. It's so unsurprising. It's just another monster of the movie week at the box office. And it's like, which is fine if that's what it's going to be through and through. You know, I'm not going to a Wonder Woman movie to see a Godzilla villain. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's no i'm not going to see batman to see um oh, tigger yeah. <laughs> like like who cares like stop making them gods because
0: <laughs> i know <sighs> yeah like like what if you know that movie ends where she just like has to i don't know she has to do something and then steve sacrifices herself himself and then she's just sad that what works if,
1: yeah what if she's just sad like
0: you know cuz that's the thing that that's our takeaway is that steve dies and she just you know um and she's just like she's she's heartbroken right
1: now she's mad <laughs> she has to put her fist through yeah. some dude's face it's like okay.
0: yeah they fund they, they they kind of fundamentally don't under didn't understand like what made the character work mm-hmm. you know because like they had great material there and uh, but they just like well we want to have this fight scene and uh we <laughs>
1: okay we we already computer generated gail boobs into the costumes so we really just want to use it
0: yeah so we have to shoot (sighs) it people suck yeah exactly um cool uh yeah i think that just about covers everything um so yeah it's been good uh getting back to talking about films again oh yeah and it's 2021 2020 is over
1: It is over and we're hoping for nothing but good vibes (laughs) coming
0: up. Exactly. Good vibes in the future. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks a lot, everybody. Take care. Peace out. And uh, may the force be with you.
1: Live long and prosper.